Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Episode 173 of B. With me tonight is John. Hi, John. Hey, Brandon. Stu. Hi, Stu. Hey, guys. How's it going? Hey, and the summer uh, sabbatical by one Clarence Swamptown continues into its, uh, I don't know, the 18th, 19th week, something like that? <laughs> it's into the 19th month of Clarence not showing up for the podcast. Yeah, we know he's alive. He tweets uh, 75 mm-hmm. times a day, so we know that he's doing okay. He Didn't just he show off at one of your games this weekend? That was not my game. He was at some oh. other some other bullshit non-Miller game, which I don't tend to recognize. So who knows? We know, we know Clarence is alive. It's the only thing we can report at this point. So let's get moving on to a topic. Not a ton going on this week, but let's see if we can... See if we can talk about a few things. Let's start with some camp chatter from the Vikings. Do we have anything going on that you guys... We had a recent preseason game. We've got one friendly out of the way, right? Mm-hmm. Yep, I saw nothing. I didn't see any of it. Did you see I the... I saw two plays in the second half. I, I did see the highlight of Teddy hitting, uh, connecting on a deep ball, which we talked about, you know, last week. Needed to happen. It happened. Yep. Feel good about Talk it. A little blew the coverage, so Teddy moved up in the pocket and threw a 50-yard touchdown to Charles Johnson. Blew it like a fox. Yeah, blew exactly just how he planned it. <laughs> so he, he knew those 50-yard touchdowns will get like a $2 coupon at Pyology, and it's, uh, <laughs> that helps business. You know, it's a lost leader. It's, it helps for business. You know, it's all uh, about traffic at some times, so it's a slower time exactly. of the year right you now. Want, for, you want uh, to get the butts in the door, the foot traffic, you know, it's just... It's, it's just yeah. They'll make that product. They're going to come back for more. They'll make their exactly. margin on the soda. Full price. That's exactly. How, That's how you get that. It's such a ripoff. My God. Three on the soda for sure. Yep. But you get really thirsty because, you know, it's that doughy stuff. You know, you know just you get thirsty right away. Starchy. Extra yep, salt. Like yeah, exactly. So let me tell you about my new business venture, Pretzel Mania. <laughs> That's right. Uh-huh. Good. Is that the whole thing? Your whole business venture yeah, is that's that all I got so Pretzel far. mania. It's like just got the one word. <laughs> it's got the most expensive soda in the business. Mm-hmm. $5 for an Aquafina. Yeah. Oh, that's good. Uh, well, our friend and uh, podcaster at large, Michael Rand, uh, couldn't help himself and had to report about the oh, friendly. Yeah. And I had to read it, of course, because I read all of, his, uh, all of his words. He's our beloved friend. And uh, I guess his point was, of course, it doesn't matter, but it's better. Him looking good is better than him looking bad. So I guess we'll take that. Is Was there a counterpoint hot take where somebody said it's actually bad that he did well? Yeah, I think P3 down in the comments probably came up with that one, <laughs> but I'm not exactly sure. I don't read the comments anymore. You know that's one of the number one life rules, top life it's rules. got to be. Oh, I think the Packers are, are all the uh, racist Packer fans are really freaking out because uh, one of their white receivers broke his hand. I can't remember if it was ever Darius or Jeff Janis. One of those guys is absolutely shitty, but Aaron Rodgers could probably get him six to eight touchdowns in a year. Yeah. But one of them broke his hand, and that's, that, well, that's the big thing going on in Wisconsin right now. So. Yeah, why don't we just pivot away from Vikings talk because we talked about that, and let's talk about how the Packers are going to be terrible this year. What is the, so that's obviously great news for us that the one of the shitty white receivers has hurt himself. Um, what about Eddie Lacy? What's he up to? Three three bills? Three and a half? 
you gotta figure that there's like you know some de- a decent I, if he's got like, I bet he's got a Gatorade flavor that's like oatmeal cookies <laughs> or something <laughs> cookie dough is that from SNL lasagna <laughs> <laughs> Eddie what, what, what the hell is that is that lasagna Gatorade bro <laughs> Oh, oh fat jokes. Will you ever get old? No. No. Now with Eddie Lacey. No, cool. sir. Cool. You're purely cool. Yep. So. It's the only bad thing we have but to no, say about the Packers this week. I, we didn't prep, we should say. There's probably a lot of lot worse things going on. We'll we'll try to get yeah, this going guys, for next week. So what you guys are telling me is that the Packers will be bad or we hope that they will be bad. I'm going to have to go with the latter, unfortunately. I don't have anything backing up my claim that they're going to be bad. And they have Aaron Rod- they got A-Rodge. Yeah. they got Lil' Aaron, so he usually yeah. keeps them in the game um, with some they, guile they and still have, uh They still have Dom Capers running their defense, so when it, we know that you'll be able to take advantage of them. Old night school Capers? Have we... Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> you know, on the topic of the Packers, there was an outbreak of the every-so-often argument about Vikings fans. I've, all Vikings fans hate Packers fans because Packers fans are the most annoying humans on earth and should be rounded up and put in camps. Yes. But there was another one of those things that came out and said, well, Packers fans, they mostly see the Bears as their rival fans, which people seem to think is newsworthy, and I, I'm not sure why, because rivalries tend to be based on... Did we talk about this before I get started on no, ranting no. about this? Did we talk about this? No, get up on that soapbox. Yep. So you do, it. you do what you got to do, man. These rivalries are based on everybody's personal experience. And there's no Vikings fans that run into Bears fans because you can't find Bears fans unless you sit next to Lavelli and Neal at Ellery's on game day. That's, there's 12 Bears fans, and they're all there. And when it comes to Packers fans... I would assume that Eastern Wisconsin being the population center of Wisconsin and where Green Bay is probably has the most Packers fans and probably also has the most Bears fans because they're near Chicago. So it seems like it makes sense to me that Packers fans, the great mass of Packers fans over in Eastern Wisconsin would probably see the Bears more as a rival because there's going to be more annoying people on that side of the state talking about Ditka and Richard Dent like it happened yesterday and not three decades ago so it makes sense to me but everyone seems to treat it like they're like they're looking down on vikings fans somehow like the vikings packers rivalry isn't any less real in minneapolis (laughs) with all of these annoying people that had to escape wisconsin because it's a hellhole and they had to go somewhere where there's a job other than milking a cow or doing other unspeakable things to a cow and (laughs) I mean, the yeah. state of Wisconsin is the University of Wisconsin in Madison. There's Wisconsin Dells in there somewhere. There's Milwaukee where they're just shooting people. And the rest of the state is a wasteland. It's a terrible place. And should it be taken off the maps of America, it couldn't happen too soon. John, but you just put Wisconsin the, Dells and Milwaukee in the pro column of a state. So, yeah, yeah, you're making all, that point. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, but if you walk around the Twin Cities, you cannot... You cannot go to work anywhere. You cannot go to any educational institution without finding a Packers fan who is the most annoying person in your entire life. You you will never you will never meet a Packers fan who is a normal, well-adjusted human being. They don't exist, and so well, that's that's where the Vikings-Packers rivalry comes mm-hmm. from from those horribly annoying people in Minnesota. You've seen Brandon Dassey and Stephen Avery. You know that there's, yeah. they make them a little different out there in Manitowoc to begin with. But um, I can actually have breaking news on this subject. Ooh. Uh, uh, David Brower just tweeted at me that the NFL is seeking an audience with four linebackers that it's investigating for an alleged link to performance-enhancing drugs, two of whom are Clay Matthews and Julius Peppers. Oh, boy. <laughs> if, they do not answer questions, if they do not answer the questions in the next 10 days, their suspension starts August 25th, and it's an indefinite oh. suspension. Clay Matthews getting suspended for performance-enhancing drugs is wonderful. It's three of the four are Packers. It's Clay Matthews, Julius Peppers, Mike Neal, who played for them, and then James Harrison out of you know all people. All linebackers. So. Well, I think we all knew James Harrison. Was yeah, I, don't think, I don't think any of us figured he was super, super clean. Um, but, yeah. 
That's that's from the the Associated Press. Dave Campbell, I believe, is the name on this story. So, well, when Dave Campbell speaks, people listen. Yeah, yeah. AP's Dave Campbell. So, um, good, good story, Dave. I gotta good imagine. Podcast. Can you imagine the fires in the server room with the servers that handle the comments at the Milwaukee Journal Sentinel? Right? Oh my <laughs> god! <laughs> I, we got a couple. Um, I got a couple people from out. I think Matt uh, Coomer or Comer. Hopefully, Coomer um, follows. <laughs> We're gonna hope for him. Yeah, yeah he, I, I know he works for one of the stations fingers. out there, but he, he's one of us. He's, he's a Minnesotan, and I know that. Like, whenever there's any sort of thing, like it goes, it's like um, DefCon One in the newsroom there. Yeah. So this has got to be just. He yeah. probably has to go back into work right now or something. The cheese-shaped siren is sounding oh, in the newsroom. <laughs> this is not a drill. Yeah. Clay Matthews being taken down by his own hubris. All ba- everyone to battle stations. Can you sack a lawyer 10 yards out of bounds? Because that might be what he needs to do. Oh, boy. Oh. Well, that's true. So, yeah, that's, that's an actual... That was an, that was an actual... Wow, that was actually newsworthy. I, I can tell you already that I, there are going to be some good names for my fantasy football team that's run by the Packer fan. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we can try to... We can we can crowdsource that one if you want us. Most of last year, it was named the Bank of Latroy Guyon after Guyon got caught with six hundred thousand dollars in his car or whatever in drug oh, money. Right. They they kept him, didn't they? I think so. well, you know, it's a classy organization that doesn't mind class one drug. Yeah, well, problems. Anyway, anyway, I I just wanted to mention that there's a reason that Packers fans don't like Bears fans more than they don't like Vikings fans, and that's because they don't have to live with Packers fans. Yeah, that's true. And I don't understand why that was a counter to really anything. Like, we're going to be like, oh, never mind. I guess the Packers are fine then. Well, they have other fish to fry. Never mind. (laughs) To deep fry. And don't get me wrong. Bears fans are terrible people. They just aren't any. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. It's a proximity (laughs) argument. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay, so that's been this week's shitting on the Packers. We'll get to some more next week. Instead of Viking yeah. stock, we should just do this. It'll be an entirely anti-Packers podcast. I mean... I would enjoy that. It's not the worst idea we've had. And then no. the rest of the time, we'll just talk about rumors about why Bo Ryan retired. <laughs> I'm loving this. I'm really loving this whole new podcast. That, that really isn't rumors anymore, is it, John? That's... It's confirmed. It was like there was a, there was a mistress and there was yeah but hush the rumors yeah. would still be more fun yeah we don't need we don't, let's not let that stop us no but just i mean just the confirmed stuff you just gotta you just have to think of a sexually active bo ryan and that's, oh. that puts you in a, a place you don't know you don't want to be at and now now i want to stop talking about it anyway. yeah now you do well do you guys want to do a really in-depth preview of the the upcoming friendly on Thursday? Nope, I don't want to. Let's want, already pretend it I didn't happen. Them, I want them to forfeit so badly so they don't have to play the Seahawks and they don't have to think about Blair Walsh. Triggering, and it's, it's just, oh, the helpful thing. It is it's a West Coast start. It starts at like nine o'clock our time. Oh, good on a weeknight, so yeah, so I have a legitimate just, excuse for not watching it. You can just like let the Olympics linger. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, like, turn in about 10, 30, 11 o'clock and be none the wiser. Like, the Vikings get the ball first, maybe drive down to about the 25, and the field goal unit jogs on, and the whole stadium gives Blair Walls a standing ovation. I don't want to be a part of that. Yeah, I think it's an NFL Network game. I, I assume there will be a local feed for it, too, so it'll be a national thing. So there'll be plenty of clips from the incident at uh, TCF Bank Stadium mm, last year. God. So it just if you plan to watch this game, Vikings Rubes, just know that there's going to be some triggering events going on. Mm-hmm. And you're not gonna like it. So I'm, I don't. I do not plan to watch it. I'll get the recaps the next day. See who got hurt, if anybody. See how Teddy looked. See how the offensive line did. And I'll be fine with it. Just you know, read the game story. Check out some tweets. It'll all be good. The fact that I missed that play live was one of the just luckiest things that's happened to me in a very long time. And so, just feel great about it. You should. Yeah, got lucky. Got lucky. Okay, so we're not going to preview the game. I don't think we should because no. I mean I 
No way. I didn't watch the no. last game. I'm not going to watch this game. I'll watch the third game. That'll be that'll be my extent of preseason football. Is life. that how you do that'll things? Is that your routine? Um, it it'll, it'll for sure be this year. <laughs> All right. So, but what about I years mean, past? Are you are you a preseason guy? Are you a friendly guy? Um, uh, the friendlies. I'll watch like the second and third game usually. Second and third. Okay. Because then the fourth is garbage, second right? Because you get like the friendlies. You get like the first. You know, the, obviously the third is we call it the dress rehearsal, Brandon. Mm. The third game of the preseason. Yeah, you and your shop. Um, man. and like the second game, you know, you get a you'll get a good quarter and a half out of the starters. You can like see some how some of that, and then like the the subs that come in, like the the stud rookies will come in, and you might get a decent first half of entertainment out of it, but. You know, that's about the extent of the preseason that I watch. People still watch it like crazy. I saw something oh, yeah, about sure. the uh, ratings are through the roof. There's a surprise. Yeah, you're going to have that. Yeah. That's, Did John? Do you know if John watched it at all? I, I was very proud of myself because I avoided what I do every year around this time, which is find out when the first friendly is, mm-hmm. get irrationally excited. Oh. Football's back. This is going to be fine. And then I sit down and I watch 10 minutes and remember how crappy preseason football is. And then I hate myself for planning my life around a game that couldn't matter any less. And I managed to avoid that this year. And I'm very proud of myself for avoiding wasting my time on pure NFL stupidity. Well, you're not through the woods yet, though, bud. That's just one out of four. Do you have a plan? Are you trying to avoid all four of them, well, no. or is it really this, just this first week focus? I would like to avoid all four of them, Okay, but I have my doubts that I'll miss that number three one because Stu will get excited about it, and mm-hmm. oh, somebody yeah. will say something positive, and pretty soon I'll be thinking to myself, you know, 14-2 and two is not out of the realm of possibility. This I could be that. the year. Mm-hmm. So when that happens, then I'll be right there with an actual Vikings helmet on and 12 phone fingers surrounding me so that I can switch them up and find the lucky ones. And... <sighs> Story of your place. Every single weird year. Place. Yeah. Yep. So we hear about yep. the, the downfall of football coming is this, you know, these stories that happen all every year and then ratings get bigger, higher, every single year. So, um, John, you had asked a question beforehand that I think is interesting uh, regarding what is the worst deal, Vikings tickets versus Gopher tickets. But essentially, both these teams are just continuing to increase ticket prices to see how dumb we all are. And we keep being like, no, no, we're that dumb. We'll keep buying them. But has there been a breaking point on either either one of those? Well, the the Gophers last week came out and announced you know, we raised their ticket prices, and in a shocking move, people bought fewer of them, and we can't quite figure out why, but we're going to go ahead and drop the prices again just so we can sell some of these. And I, it was such a wonderful, a, a wonderful moment of stupidity that made me feel like the Gopher Athletic Department is really back where they belong in terms of pure stupidity. To, go, to come out and say... Well, we're we're a little bit confused why when we raised prices and people looked at the schedule and saw that there was one and a half good games on the whole home schedule, they said, you know, maybe I don't need to pay a $300 mandatory donation plus the cost to park plus the incredible cost of the tickets to see an endless parade of Northwestern, Purdue, and Rutgers or whoever else is on their home schedule this year. And the fact that it took the ticket office till August 10th or whatever day they came out with that to have some idea that this was going to happen, it just made me sort of happy. It made me feel warm and cozy, like everything was the way it always has been. So it, the world makes that, more sense that was the Gopher ticket. Yeah. Yeah. But the reason I started thinking about it is uh, Patrick Royce wrote a column. Well, it was sort of an online column, but it's printed in the Sunday paper where he noted that the top seat license and seat licenses are the biggest sham ever foisted on the American sporting public. But can you explain the what they are? Level, I don't have a great yeah, sense of. Give me a sport of explains real quick. See, it's one of those things that you hear and you think, well, it can't possibly be this because that would be stupid. But it is in fact that. So a personal seat license is an amount of money you pay for the right to buy tickets 
also cost money for that seat. So it's like it's like you if don't if you were gonna if you were gonna buy a car for me, and I said, all right, here's the price of the car. You're gonna pay two hundred and fifty dollars a month for twenty four months or whatever whatever the price of this car has to be. Mm-hmm. But also, just for the right for me to give you that loan, you're going to have to pay an exorbitant much higher than the amount uh, that you'll actually pay for the car. It's like uh, you're paying so you can have dibs on something that you yeah. then have to pay for. Yep, that you then have to pay for. You don't get anything except the opportunity to give the Vikings more money. But if I give you some money down so you hold the car for me, then will you roll that price into the... No, that's the especially exciting thing. It doesn't actually reduce the amount you owe the Vikings. It just is extra money that you can give Ziggy Will so that he can guarantee that not one red cent has to come out of his pocket to build a billion-dollar stadium for the team that he owns. Wow, and people pay this thing, huh? I hate the Vikings so much, and yet (laughs) I went the other day and blocked off every game day on my calendar to make sure that I didn't accidentally schedule another event during a Vikings game. (laughs) I hate them. I just... Everything they are about and everything they stand for, and I can't turn away because I love the Vikings so much. God, you're insane. I am. I'm an insane person. So crazy. There's no logic. Hmm. And how have the, do you have any sense on how ticket sales are going for the? I'm sure that they're fine, right? For the Vikings, they're absolutely, I'm sure they're doing fine. They're fine. But the question in my mind was was sort of which which of these is actually a bigger ripoff. Because you've got the Vikings, the, the top level C license is seventy five hundred bucks, and I I tweeted something about that, and somebody tweeted back to point out for, I I think he was if I remember right he was sitting in the end zone the lower end zone, and the seat license for there was only only fifteen hundred dollars. Wow! So that's a, that's a, that's an amazingly terrible deal, and then on top of that, tickets were one hundred and ten bucks a game or something. Again. Those prices are ridiculous. But you go over to the Gopher Stadium where you pay an every year mandatory seating donation if you're sitting in basically any seat that you can see the field from. Yeah. Like, if (laughs) if your seat is pointed at the field now, you're going to be giving some money to the scholarship program, and the your seat gets, the more you pay for that. So when when you work out the actual cost per game for both of them, it's not entirely far off. The Gophers are less because there's fewer games. But they're also lower quality games. For Vikings games, I saw something about how people were getting sold tailgate passes for Vikings games that were like, I, this might have been in Patrick's column too, they were like 550 bucks for the season, which is nonsense. It's Even if you count the preseason games, that's 55 bucks a game. Poppycock is what that is. To park your, to park your car downtown. And the th- the thing is, you can do the same. You can do virtually the same thing for golf games if you really want to. If you want to park your motorhome next door to the stadium, it costs a thousand bucks a season or something. Right. So I, without getting too bogged down in the cost benefit financial analysis here of well, the the Gophers ticket only costs nine hundred and thirty two dollars, whereas the Vikings ticket costs whatever per season. Which one of those is actually the worst deal? If if you're you, I'm not saying for all Minnesota fans. Fans, I'm talking about you. You and you, Brandon. Mm-hmm. Which one of those is the worst deal for you? Oh, is there a slight chance that this scholarship donation fund will go directly to helping players? In what sense? I don't know. <laughs> I was hoping you could. Somehow connect it some dots help, here of like it goes to it a will fund. Help the athletic de- it will help the athletic department pay for the scholarships that they're giving to athletes. So in that sense, yes, it does help athletes. Okay, then that's, I think, the better of the two. You're, yeah. you're basically looking at a large amount of money that is either making things financially e- easier on an athletic department, mm-hmm. which is, depending on how you look at it, possibly morally wrong. And lining Ziggy Wells pockets, which is absolutely moral. Yep, categorically, yeah, terrible. And yep. there's yeah. no way of like getting more personal seat licenses 
licenses uh, will add to like a higher, better experience for the players or more money because there's salary cap and all that other sort of stuff. But there's a tiny little 1% chance that more of those tickets sold for the for TCF Bank will somehow help a student athlete at some point. Maybe just more swag. That'd be even fine with me. Even that's better than the Vikings. More swag. Yeah. Swag's good. Um, geez. I, yeah, I guess I'm going to say the Gophers is a better deal. I also hate the Vikings way more than the Gophers, so I'm completely biased. So, Brandon, you hate the Vikings. Are you still going to watch the Vikings? I asked after what I just said. Am I... I, I mean, we know I'm broadly abnormal, but yeah, I completely abnormal or just somewhat abnormal. I think you're pretty standard sports fan for sure. I am. Ha- I for every every year, I just delude myself into saying I don't care about football. I don't like football. It doesn't add anything to my life. Yada yada yada. So I plan other things around it. I'll purposely like if it's like a. If it's 11.30 and the Vikes game's at noon and Danielle's like, hey, let's all go to the gym, I'll just be like, yeah, that sounds like a great idea, even though a big part of me is like, no, I want to stay here and watch. So I continue to delude myself, and every year it actually does work a little bit. So I'll be the same as last year. I'll probably watch when I can watch, for sure, but I'm not going to cancel plans. And I definitely am not going to talk about it with anybody, but... You too, and if Clarence ever shows back up again. That's when I really start to dislike football, is when I have to talk about it with people. It's a good thing we this podcast rarely touches on sports. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, okay, I shouldn't say just... I just mean like a casual conversation about football typically ends up being something like, I want to get out of this conversation in the stairwell of my office when someone's like why don't they do the cover two and i'm like what the fuck are you talking about i don't want to talk about defensive schemes with you you know uh but yeah i'll talk about it with you guys and my friends and all that sort of stuff but just the cat i don't know it's i don't know i don't know why i'm like that because i would love to get into a conversation about baseball basketball i just feel like those are potentially less emotional more casual conversations whereas football usually gets really quickly into like red face hollering about something right i mean that's not that's not a me thing right that's like that's like a objective truth that's what football is more of an emotional conversation than any other sport right yep i think that's right yep Yep. so um love to watch hate to discuss that's my six word answer about football i'm right there with you brandon yeah yeah, but we'll see. I mean, it makes it easier this year too, and it's a, should be a pretty fun team to watch uh, in general. You yeah, think? I'm, you think? I'm, I'm yeah. I'm looking forward to the season. I, you know, I'm kind of in the same boat. As, I wish I didn't watch it that. And, yeah, you know, but probably but yeah. end up watching it. So. But yeah. Why don't we move on to an even more depressing situation? Your Minnesota Twins. Oh, Jesus. Well, they were fun for, I don't know, about 45 minutes last week, I think. (laughs) Yeah. Well, I I was pretty proud of us because after talking about how excited they were, Brandon asked something like, can they keep this up? And we all sort of agreed, well, this is the same team that lost 50 out of its first 70 games. They have it in them to stink again. Yes. They Mm -hmm. haven't actually improved anything. They've just, the random number generator has come up. They they were offense they were they were scoring a lot of that's a lot of the difference yes and this week we saw everything that's wrong with the twins in that their pitching was terrible which their pitching is terrible and if you try to get yourself excited about the twins for future seasons Mm -hmm. you look at their pitching staff and you look at the no help in sight minor leagues and you wonder how they could ever possibly be above five hundred again it doesn't seem possible with the pitching they have. And you add on top of that this awful defense that they put together. They've looked around at every position on the field and thought, well, that'll be fine with one bad fielder on the field. And you get these lineups where Robbie Grossman, who's a terrible, legitimately terrible fielder, is playing next to Eddie Rosario in center field. 
Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable, too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Eddie Rosario is a fine left fielder, but he's an awful center fielder. And then you've got three other guys on the 40-man roster that are legitimately a danger to themselves and others every time they're in the field and putting on a glove. Miguel Sano, I, he might be hurt, and I'm not surprised because I've seen him field, and it looks like it It looks like it should hurt. He's so bad at it. You can't put Bianca Park in the field because he'll hurt He'll hurt himself. And then the same goes for Vargas. It, so often they put Vargas at first, and it just looks... He looks like when David Ortiz would occasionally have to play first in the later stages of his career where he just he like had to stand series. and think about which mm-hmm. yeah, he had to stand and think about which hand his glove went on because he couldn't it bends so long he couldn't remember anymore. So I, I you don't know what they're gonna nothing you can do with those guys except make them the designated hitter, except they can't all be the designated hitter and it's I, and 29 other they're, they're teams deep. in the league know that these guys have no value, right? Yeah. So, I don't know, man. There's They have just so far to go. And one article that I think Nick Nelson, our friend, wrote this week uh, about uh, DJ Dozier, our pal, that we need to trade him to get some pitching help, which is a fine idea. I think it's great. But then the only strength we had is, like, offense, and that's a huge blow to that. So yep. I would like to think that that should be an absolute last resort option after they tried to sign. They should just try to sign every goddamn solid free agent this year. That's that's the answer, right? Because they still – it's the only answer right now. They, they don't have enough pieces to make a really an impactful trade, I would think, without harming the uh, – without harming the current roster. They don't have enough future pieces where they're, they're going to any sure things that they feel good about giving up either. Uh, that, to me, is oh, the only... Right? It, it's worth remembering they also have no idea how to identify a solid free agent in any way. Exactly. That they thought Irvin Santana and Ricky Nolasco and Phil Hughes were all solid free agents and that Phil Hughes was so solid that once he had his once every sixth year good season, they ripped up his contract and signed him to a forty year deal just to make sure he never got away again. Well, yeah, and even if they were able to identify good free agents, which as noted, they're not, then they don't know how much money to offer the good free agents. Yep. So I don't I don't ugh. I mean we're we're nihilists, right? I mean, I'm very cynical about the Twins because yeah. they've been bad for so long. It's it's sort of just a, a a comical thing now. But I there are lots of people who are just like these. This team just makes them continually sad, and I just feel Say bad what you because, about the National League. At least it's an ethos. Yeah, there you go. I mean, I got a huge kick out of seeing uh, my guy Andy Albers get called up this week. That was to me because again, a hundred and eight pitches because hundred and relief because I am a cynical bastard. To me, that was the funniest shit in the whole world. But can you imagine still believing in this team and seeing this guy get called up? Being like, "What in the fuck are you doing? This guy was too old nine years ago. He's sixty-five years old. You have no other options. And all these years of trying to get better, you've still got." And God bless him. I mean, you know, I'm his number one fan, but I'm sure even he was like, Jesus, are you serious? I'm... So that's the sort of stuff where I just start to feel bad for people who uh, still take this, take him seriously or whatever. But I don't know. Just getting back to the 
the Nelson idea. I'm totally fine, but I just see Dozier as being like that's, I guess, turning a strength into a weakness and a weakness into a strength, and hopefully you end up somewhat even. Unless they but think like Polanco said, is going to no, last at second, no, right? There's no pitching help on the horizon, though. They don't. They're in that. They're they're backed into that corner. They have to do something, even if it doesn't pan out. They have to trade him and help. You know, another extra pitcher or two on that pile of prospects that might or might not pan out. Your odds improve if there's a group of six as opposed to like a group of three or four. It's just they don't have a choice. I'm with you. I would, but I would rather just have them go as hard as possible at free agency, first and foremost. Who's out there? I, mean, I actually don't know. I don't pay much attention to anything, I and I shouldn't be on a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I mean, right? Yeah, they That's tend possible. to sign really. They sign really bad or four and five starters. That's their. That's who they get in free agency. So that would be great if they had a backup plan or a plan of like we're gonna trade Dozier and get a I don't even know what they can get for him but let's say somebody good because Dozier's really good and then they know yeah. that there's a free agent market in second baseman or whatever else to like make something up or again if they think Polanco is good enough offensively they can piece something together again this all just assumes competence which we would never ever assume which so we should not no we're here to dream I suppose. Um, but yeah, I think no, they I, might I think ex- they, they might ex- they, they might extend Dozier and then sign um, Mike Pelfrey. That's yes, a really yeah significant possibility. Get uh, DJ Dozier like eleven year stand up guy. I mean, he'll sit and he'll sit in front of that locker and he'll 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 take it. He'll yeah. just say, hey, I just didn't have it tonight, guys. Give him a new contract. He's so stand up yep. guy. What a guy. Yep. Yep. Oh God, God. Why do we start talking about the twins? Jesus Christ, that was stupid. Yeah, who suggested get, this, John? We had to get we had to get ourselves off the other depressing topic that we talk about every week. Oh God, that's oh. right. This was the palate cleanser, wasn't it? Yep. This was as well as we could do. Oh, jeez. All right, on to better things. How's that water quality in Rio? Ooh, I got some bad news for you, Brandon. Oh no. Oh no! Remember the poop water? Oh boy! So this Ooh. was not a palate cleanser either. Uh, in many ways, this is not a palate cleanser. All right, all right. Well, let's move on. Let's move on to better things. How about footy? Can we talk footy? Good old footy. This yeah, premiership started. Yeah, the we're, the European soccer season has started. It's it, we're back to we're. Back to normal. John, can you apologize to our listeners, please? Oh, I I do need to apologize to our listeners. Last week on on the Twitter machine, we we suggested that we might do two podcasts last we week. We and what? We? You're gonna put me in? You're gonna put me and Stu in on this? All right, fine. I suggested from the sportive account <laughs> that we would do a podcast last week. Yeah. And we had every intention to doing so, and even even we're pretty close to having the second one planned because we were going to talk a lot about the start of the Premier League, and we were going to bring in high-powered guests and really, really break down the start of the Premier League and every team's chances from number 20 to number one. And then at the last minute, our guests, couldn't do the podcast and we tried to find a replacement but all of our replacements also couldn't do the podcast dave couldn't do the podcast dave was yeah. busy. even dave you couldn't dave. do the podcast actually i think dave probably would have done the podcast but he didn't he he felt unready to talk about the premier league for an hour and a half and to refute all of my terrible claims and wildly libelous statements that would certainly have gotten us all sued so with that in mind, we didn't end up doing that second podcast, so we're sorry. And I'd like to apologize on behalf of Brandon, who made me send out that tweet from the official sportive account. <laughs> As everybody knows, before we press send, all four of us get together in a conference call and decide yep. how to write out the tweet that we every single one that we send. So everybody, that happened too. Everybody's got to sign off. Yes, we I all we all wrote the tweet together. Work. We all wrote it together. But I just want to say that it was John's fault for us having to co-write that tweet. That was my yeah. Point. It, you guys. What you guys don't know is that we all have sportive contracts, and mine states that every fourth episode we have to talk about soccer 
but I forgot to get in there the clause that says nobody can make fun of me while we do. So it's just every fourth episode, once a month, yep. we talk about soccer and Stu makes fun of me and I hate everyone and I try to quit the podcast after it's over. Okay, John, how about you preview the premiership as if you were talking to someone who had never heard of the premiership before? Who won it last year? How about that? Uh, Leicester. <laughs> Stu's favorite team. Leicester. That's how you yep. pronounce it, right? Leicester City Leicester won the Premier City League. won it in an amazing... The most, yeah. The most improbable championship winner in the history of English soccer, probably in all of the big European soccer leagues. Completely unexpected. They ran away with it at the end, and most people agree that it'll probably never happen again. And true to form, making everybody excited about this Leicester season... They played the worst team in the league, the one that everyone looked at before the season started and said, I'm not sure if they win a game, they'll be doing well. Like, the the team they played didn't make any substitutes, not because they felt happy about their team and where they were at, but because they didn't have any players from their first team on the bench. It was all, like, youth players. Oh, my God. And so Lester, the amazing story, the the, the best team ever playing Hull City, the terrible team that everyone is. I, I think at this point, the odds on them being relegated are probably off the board because the bookies would have to pay out too much because they're definitely going to get relegated. Yep. Well, whole one, two to one. Oh my god! So that's that was that was the six thirty a.m. game on Saturday, and it was just a wonderful start to the Premier League. And it the one annoying thing was now everyone talks about the Premier League like their SEC football announcers. Like, oh, that's how we do things in the Southeastern Conference. SEC. <laughs> SEC. You're like, oh, shut up. So, John, was the average uh, soccer fan sad about Leicester City because they liked that that was the this Cinderella story? Or or, is they, or were they just so random that everyone was like, ah, fuck it, who cares? I think, I think people were excited that somebody else was winning the Premier League. But I also... I also think given the, especially given British fans' potential for schadenfreude, which is the favorite thing of every British person, uh-huh. I think Hull beating Leicester on Saturday was probably the best thing that's happened to Britain this year. Oh, wow. So they uh, they were on top, but not for long, and everybody thinks it's just hilarious. Well, now that they're on top, everybody hopes they crash and burn. But they've already crashed and burned, right? That's a huge loss for, right? Or does it yeah. not even matter? I mean, they... I mean, they'll probably they'll be they should be fine this year. They have basically the same team back. They only lost one guy over the summer, and so you would think they would probably be fine. They just have to play a lot of extra games in European tournaments and stuff like that, and so they're going to be an awful lot more tired. And it probably lighting's probably not going to strike twice for them. The other thing is that all of the other good teams that usually are good that had terrible years last year we'll probably have good years again this year. So it was sort of a perfect storm. How's our Arsenal looking? Uh, Arsenal they, they lost. lost. No. Arsenal once again lost the summer. And yeah. <laughs> it was classic Grinny Jaka. Classic. Classic Grinny Jaka. Jeez. I, I'd like, I, I'd like to commend Stu for looking up the name of a player. That is that good. was one of the names that uh, my coworker Chrissy gave to me. She's an Arsenal fan too. So all right. So well, we're cheap now, right? It, Aren't we was, the cheapest team in the league all of a sudden? It was it was kind of it was an amazing, um, an amazingly Arsenal week in that they spent all summer with guys getting hurt for no reason. That's I know you're not real up on the on the classic Arsenal, Brandon. So no, this is a team where everybody. Everybody gets hurt. You know how with the Twins and somebody gets hurt and they say, oh, it's just a minor thing. We're just going to have him rest and rehab. And then he's out for 49 months. Mm-hmm. That, oh, also yeah. happens to everybody. that also happens to everybody on our side. Like, if they say he'll be out for two weeks, he will be out for a minimum of eight months. So before the, <laughs> oh, no. before the, season, before the season started, both of Arsenal center backs got hurt. And everyone went into the season knowing that this was a place where they probably needed to sign someone. And then both guys got hurt. So most teams would say, this will probably cost us more than we'd like it to. 
but we need to do something. We can't go into the season with a guy who's never played in the Premier League and a guy who's played three games in defense his entire career as our center backs. It's just not going to work out. But Arsenal, again, being very like the Twins, said, well, those prices are a little high. I'm willing to take my chances. So naturally they gave up four goals and lost in their first weekend game. And it's pretty hilarious at this point because you you expect exactly what's going to happen and then it happens and they act completely bewildered like, well, we just didn't see this coming. I don't know who could have predicted this. This perfect storm of things that happen every single year that we're woefully under underprepared for for some reason. I was so much happier so one minute ago before. Chelsea won today, this. though, so that's, you know. A... Yeah, so Dana's happy. For our Chelsea listeners, a trick. I mean, those weirdos are pretty happy right now, so that's good. Yep. Happy for so, Dana. Yep. So teams like Manchester United, new manager, Manchester City, new manager, Chelsea, new manager, all well-respected, good managers. All those teams should be good again this year. Mm-hmm. Um, Leicester didn't, like I said, only lost one guy. Tottenham didn't lose anybody, added a couple of guys. They should be good. I like Liverpool an awful lot, and I think they'll be awfully good this year. And so there's a lot of there's a lot of good teams, which is nice because if you go around the rest of Europe, I can tell you for sure right now, Bayern Munich will win the German League. Juventus will win the Italian League. Paris Saint-Germain will win the French League. And one out of Barcelona, Real Madrid, and Atletico Madrid will win the Spanish League. It's already decided. They could have the trophy presentations today, and it wouldn't ma- wouldn't make a lick of difference. So it's nice having the Premier League, where there's seven teams that think they can win the title, and maybe four or five more who are actually decent and on a, on any given day can actually win. And then there's six terrible teams at the bottom of the league too. But it's nice having a league where it's more than just a two horse race or a one horse race or a three horse race. I call it parity. I do like a little mm-hmm. bit of parity. Just a little bit, yeah. Don't need too much. It's kind of a good balance between... The haves and the have-nots? Well, Ooh, it's kind of a good balance between... I like that. A little parity, like what I said about the German League, where, all right, Bayern Munich is going to win the German League. It happens every year. And too much parity, where it's just a random collection of events, and, like, every one of these teams is terrible. Yeah, the I NFL don't like is, that much parity. Like, yeah. I feel like the NFL is that way sometimes, where it's... Like every one of these teams is awful, and the best among them de- deserves to be nine and seven, and the worst among them deserves to be seven and nine. Every every year that Eli Manning, New York Giants, win the Super Bowl, yep. that's one of the that's one of those years. They're always nine and seven. Yeah, I think that over parity or too much parity sucks too, because especially when you get invested into a sport, you want to feel like. You know, if, if the best team's playing the worst team, the best team's going to win. And when the worst team does, it's like, what the fuck is even... Is this the coin yeah. flip? Am I really getting emotionally invested in this coin flip sport? So, you know, I like the... Uh, I mean, not a ton. You're right. So that sounds like there's a good yeah. balance there, which is which is nice. So that makes it more exciting. So, John, let me ask you. Are you a uh, go-out-to-the-bar-and-watch on Saturday mornings guy? How do you, how do you watch? Not a, I'm usually not a go-out-to-the-bar guy. I'm usually a uh, watch-in-my-pajamas kind of guy. Okay. But it starts pretty early, right? Yeah, the the first yeah. game's usually at six thirty, and then there's a bunch of games at nine o'clock, and another one at eleven thirty. And the other the other leagues tend to be at different times. German games start at eight thirty for some reason. There's usually a Spanish game that starts about one forty five in the afternoon. If you wanted to, you easily just about every Saturday could watch some kind of pretty good soccer from dusk till dawn. Similar to football, right? I mean, lots on yeah, exactly. throughout the day. So what is they, your what is your plan find, typically? Do you just have to watch the Arsenal and then maybe flip around a few things here or there, or are you like an all day guy? Well, I'm I'm married and I'm about to have children, so my thing is basically whenever I can sneak away for an hour or two to just turn on the TV and find some game. Children? Lisa's having twins? Oh boy! I I wish. Oh. I wish, and then we wouldn't have to have any more pregnancies in our family, probably. Yeah, that's the way to do it. If you could if you could figure that out, twins right away would be the. Mm-hmm. Pure efficiency. No, my great fear mm-hmm. when it comes to kids is that we'll have two and then think, yeah, maybe a third one would be fun, and then triplets or something like that. Oh, yeah. Just suddenly be 10-passenger van people. Yikes. Yeah. Ugh. Don't want that to happen. Cool. Well, it sounds like an exciting year. I'm, like, I'm looking forward to, unfortunately, not paying attention for like the seventh <laughs> straight year. 
But I don't feel bad, Brandon, because you said on this podcast already you don't pay attention to the Vikings, the Twins, or anything. So I know. I do sound like I... Well, I will watch the Vikings for sure this year. I just will, okay. will delude myself into not caring whether they win or they lose. I'm glad we've got you to promise at least that. I mean, the best thing ever, the dream scenario mentally, is if your team wins the Super Bowl, you are the happiest fucking person in the world, and you're out partying with everybody. And if your team loses, you are over it five minutes later. I know that's impossible, but that's the dream, right? So I'm trying to get as close as I can to that as possible. The soft bigotry of bro expectations. <laughs> pretty much it. You son of a bitch. Let me write I'm that sorry. down. Soft. Yeah. There we go. Anyway, that's what I'm trying to get to. And it's... You It'll can, never happen. You can somewhat get there if you convince yourself enough. It'll never ha- happen because you're being with real live emotions. Uh, I'm hacking the system, bro. Hacking it. <laughs> He's disrupting. I'm so disruptive at this point. All right, cool. Uh, let's get to one more other quick footy note. Our uh, local football club, Minnesota United FC, I think they're still known, has sent out some... Uh. Uh, as of this moment, yes. As of this moment. They have sent out a few uh, notices, a few Twitter pics and other things about an event happening this Friday. John, you're plugged in. Can you give us any insight on what's going to be happening? Yeah, they're going to announce that there'll be an MLS next year. Oh, okay. Cool. Cool, cool, cool. Which That's great. was sort of what we were all assuming, but it's nice to finally get the official announcement out of the way and... They can move on and get away from the awful NASL and get moving towards the awful Major League Soccer. And this is all happening in announcement Friday somewhere. Yeah, I'm, at CHS I'm, a, little, Field, I I'm a little confused. They, are, they moved it to CHS Field. It was going to be at Union Depot, and then mm-hmm. apparently they got enough people to register that they needed to move it over to the ballpark. Mm-hmm. But it's supposedly a four-hour-long event or something like that, and I have no particular clue what they think they're going to do for four and a half hours. There may be fireworks. I don't see why they're fireworks. It seems like an excellent night for fireworks. But, oh, uh, there's also going to be musicians. Well, that is utterly missable. Well, no, they're good musicians. Oh, are there good yeah. musicians? Yeah, I have an inside source. I can't reveal it. But there's going to be some good musicians there. What kind of good news is it? I don't, I've never broken news. I don't know what to do here. I got some inside scoop. My buddy told me. And I don't know what to, if it's a surprise or a secret or something. I just know they're supposed to be good. What? Some good musicians. Okay, let me walk you through this, Brandon. You have inside information. <laughs> yeah. What yeah. you do is you, if the person, if the person said you can't use his name, did the person say you can't use his name? No, no. This no. is a pool, background? I was at a pool party Saturday friend of a friend was there knows somebody in the inside organization and said oh yeah you didn't hear it's going to be this awesome thing on friday this guy this group this whatever these th- these people are going to be there and i was like oh sweet that sounds super fun and so then he walked away why can't you say this because i know the guy burning a source who you don't even know his name no no no. i'm really i, I know him really well why didn't dirky invite us to his pool <laughs> why did you yeah. That's the reason. His name's Derek Erky. That's all I'll say. <laughs> well, it's twenty percent better than Eric Durkey's. Yeah, exactly. No, it's a it's a friend. It's a guy I like a lot, and I don't know if he was for sure or if he was just kind of making up some here some some things that these guys are trying to hire. So who the hell knows? So I don't want to say, but. I think they've got well, some I'm music Im- planned. I'm impressed by your ability to, to report <laughs> things and this absolutely is... disappointed in your ability to tell anybody about them. Oh, God. Can you imagine if someone is listening to this show for the first time and hears me doing a lot of the talking while also admitting I don't really watch sports and I have no idea how to break <laughs> any interesting news whatsoever? <laughs> So, after telling you how uninterested I am in everything we've talked about, I have an important piece of information that I'm unwilling to share. I don't even know how to say it out loud. I'm sorry. There's nobody less deserving of speaking on a sports podcast than me tonight. I did not see this coming. I did not press record thinking that this is how it was going to shake out tonight. This is... Well, apparently at this announcement there'll be music. I assume there'll be fireworks 
probably some other cool stuff Brandon knows about that won't tell us. But <laughs> well, we'll get out there. Announcements. There'll be announcements of yeah things. I'm sure they'll tell us exactly where they're playing, which. Uh, it's widely expected to be TCF Bank Stadium next year, and then they're building the new stadium that will they'll start playing in 2018, assuming the construction's done on time. That's that's been reported by a couple of a couple of different people, so I would be surprised if that went another way. They're also expected to tell people that they're changing their name, um, not really changing it so much as just dropping their United nickname because so of MNFC. The Atlanta team, right? Yeah, they'd be Minnesota FC. The reason is complicated, but also so stupid that it's not very complicated. There was since the since the start of Major League Soccer, there's been a team in the league called DC United. Next year, Atlanta's team, which is owned by Arthur Blank, who's the Falcons owner, is joining the league, and they announced to great fanfare in their own minds and great fart noises from the rest of the soccer world that they would be called Atlanta United which is fairly rich because Atlanta had a team before that they let die rather than be associated with them. So in a, in the point of actual fact, they're not actually united with anyone at all. But with that in mind, someone at MLS headquarters realized that having two teams named United join the league at the same time would be stupid. But instead of making Atlanta change, they're making Minnesota, which is already a team that plays games and has a team on the field, change its name. So they had some sort it's of all very dibs stupid. Thing. It was like a naming license fee that they paid. Right. Sometimes if, it works. If they only had a personal fee license. Personal team naming somehow license. somehow Ziggy Wolf would have gotten money out of. Yeah. But this so doesn't really matter, happening, right? It doesn't that? matter particularly because this is about the fifth name the Minnesota pro soccer team has had in the last six years. So We're the loons. Unless you... Right. Still. Yeah, the loons, the loons are staying. All right, so are the loons. At least they're expected to stay. I don't have any actual information, but it's expected their logo will be the same and their jerseys will be the same, and there'll still be a loon on them, so we can still call them the loons. And really, after the whole thing is blows over, the only people who will be sad about it are those of us who write about the team that were excited because you could refer to them to Minnesota as Minnesota and then United and as the loons, and it really felt like you were changing things up. Because you had two different nicknames you could use for the team, so maybe Stu can come up with another nickname for the team, and then everything will be fine. So the problem is just the repetitive nature of your columns. Yeah, exactly. The problem is I can't write at all, and so I need as much forced variety as possible. All about you, John. Okay, Mister. I have sources that I can't tell you about. (laughs) I'm going to edit this. I'm going to edit that whole thing out. This thing's going to end up being... I'm going to edit out the parts where I sound dumb. This hour-long thing will be about 45 seconds. We'll make fun of Clarence and just outro. And just leave. Well, <laughs> that'll do. That'll do. Uh, all right. I think that's enough soccer talk. I got nothing else. Let me ask you a quick question. Have either of you watched or started watching The Night Of? No. The Night Of. No. HBO series. Okay. I'm one episode in. I'm wondering if I should continue. It's good. It's really tense uh, up front, which is great. Um, but I just wasn't sure. I've, I've. It's one of those things where a lot of people are writing about it, but I knew I was going to watch it, so I've stayed away. And now I don't know what everybody else has been writing about it. If it's been like it's amazing or it peters out really quickly, I'm not really sure. So I just wanted to ask you too. So uh, never mind. And then uh, Stu, what about next time we break down Stranger Things? Absolutely, because I'm done with I'm it. So board. we'll uh, we'll pencil that in for next week. Um, agenda this topic. Be, yeah, I think enough people will have watched all eight episodes where we can like get a little spoilery on it and talk about how you know the finale and how things are set up for potential future seasons of the show. Yep, definitely, and we'll end on it so then anybody who doesn't want spoilers yeah. can just can just cut out. Yeah, great plan. Well, that sounds fantastic. Well. We'll uh, we'll talk then. Everybody, thanks for listening. I'm very sorry about my behavior tonight. Uh, I will get better. I will get better and smarter and more committed. We had one night where we could do this. (laughs) We didn't really prepare all all of them. (laughs) Well, we shook out an hour of news from this godforsaken shitty sports town. So I I say that's a a, piece of shit. Fuck. (laughs) I would say that's a job well done. So uh, salutations and kudos to both of you. All right. See you next week. Later. Bye. 
Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.